Inner city asthma, a growing crisis. Is anything being done? You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Jacqueline Pungrasik. Dr. Pungrasik is an Associate Professor of Pediatrics and Medicine at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine and Head of the Division of Allergy and Immunology at Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. She is a Principal Investigator for the NIH Inner City Anti-IgE Therapy for Asthma Mechanistic Study. Hi, Dr. Pungrasik, and thank you so much for joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable. Hi, Dr. Rutenberg. Thank you so much for having me today. Today, we'd like to discuss with you the inner city study that's looking at the use of IgE or anti-IgE therapy in children with asthma. What conceived the study? You know, how did it come about that it was determined that this was the way to go with kids in the inner city or children in general? The idea for this study originated really with the development of our research consortium. Here at Children's Memorial Hospital, we are one of 10 centers around the country that is part of this inner city asthma consortium. The consortium was formed uh, with several objectives in mind. One of the objectives was to identify forms of immune-based therapy that would be most likely to control or prevent asthma. Another charge was that we were to design protocols that would evaluate such therapies in inner city pediatric populations. And the third charge was that we were to work to try to determine the mechanisms of immune-based therapies and the possible unique mechanisms that may be operative in children who have asthma who reside in the inner city. And so at the time that the consortium was formed, we started to consider possible immunomodulatory therapies for asthma and anti-IgE, which was just newly approved for use in adults, uh, came to our minds as an important therapy to evaluate. What about immunotherapy? Obviously, that's well known as an immune-based therapy. Yes. In fact, it's interesting you mentioned immunotherapy because this was the very first idea that we had, and we thought this would be a very important thing to look at because it had been used for quite a long time. However, when you're talking about using allergen immunotherapy in individuals with asthma, you have to start looking at the potential adverse effects of that. And it turns out that there is a high rate of allergic reactions to immunotherapy. And so in individuals whose asthma may not be well controlled, we thought that that would be an unacceptable risk to undertake. So the risk of that is greater than the risk of anaphylaxis after the anti-IgE? Yes. The fact that you chose inner city, is that because they were felt to be more underserved and weren't getting care at all? Or you know, how did you pick inner city versus city versus suburban? Well, that's a great question. Um, The problem of asthma certainly affects all Americans and is even a worldwide problem, of course. But when you look at who is experiencing the highest degree of morbidity and mortality from asthma, uh, particularly in the United States, you see that it really is disproportionately affecting minorities, especially those who are impoverished. And when you look at some of the statistics, such as those put forth by the CDC, you see that there's an increased prevalence of asthma in African-American children and certainly in Puerto Rican children as compared to other children such as white children. And you also see that there are higher rates in those who live below the poverty level. 
Furthermore, inner-city children with asthma tend to rely more on the emergency department and the hospital for their care, as opposed to white children, particularly those living in suburban areas, who receive most of their care in a physician's office. So it seemed to us that this problem was certainly disproportionately representative in inner-city children, and it was also driving you know, more health care costs because receiving care in places like the hospital just tends to cost more money compared to private offices. So how will you go about recruiting the children for the study? Our recruitment strategy has taken on a variety of forms. We have been trying to look to our own hospital and our own emergency department to try to recruit children, but we've also been trying to partner with other physicians, particularly physicians who provide primary care to children throughout the Chicago area. We've also tried to network with community health centers and other hospitals and their emergency departments with the hope that we might be able to identify more kids who might benefit from our study. If a primary care physician had a patient, one I'd like to get into in a little bit, criteria so that our audience would know if they have a patient who might fit the study, but if a doctor, and you said you're at 10 sites, so that for a physician with a patient they'd like to refer them, how could they contact the study center? Actually, this particular study is being conducted in eight of the 10 sites around the country. And if a physician in uh, the Chicago area had a child that they would like to be evaluated for eligibility in the study, they could call our study office. The number is 773-327-3701, and they could talk to one of the research associates or they could ask to speak to me about the patient that they have in mind for the study. And if they needed contact with one of the other centers... Sure. They could call us and we could help connect them to the other centers. The other centers include New York City, Boston, Denver, Dallas, Tucson, Washington, D.C., and Cleveland. So as I said, I'd like to get back to criteria for admission to the study. What are you looking for in particular? We are looking for kids aged 6 to 20 years who have asthma. They should have had asthma for at least one year duration. And they need to have asthma symptoms three or more days per week in the last two weeks. We're also considering kids to be eligible if they have sleep disturbance due to asthma at least three times in the past month or if they've needed to use their rescue inhaler, such as albuterol, at least eight times in the past two weeks. Now, that's a lot to remember, but I also want to add that If these kids have asthma and they don't meet those symptom criteria, we would also consider them to be eligible if they had uncontrolled asthma, which would include having had an emergency department visit in the past six months or having to be hospitalized for asthma in the past six months. We extend those criteria to 12 months for kids who are over 12 years of age. Are there any other necessary criteria? Do they have to have positive skin tests? Is there an IgE level that qualifies them? Do they have to meet certain spirometry or pulmonary function test levels? Yes, absolutely. It's also a requirement to be eligible for the study that they have a positive skin test to at least one perennial allergen. That would include things like dust mites, cockroach, mold, cat, dog, mouse, or rat. We could determine this at a pre-screening visit if the physician isn't sure if the patient is allergic to those things. We're also looking for children whose primary place of residence is in a recruitment census area that contains at least 20% of households below the U.S. government poverty level. We want children who are able to perform spirometry because we are monitoring pulmonary function throughout the study. 
And we also want children who have had a history of varicella or who have received the varicella vaccine and children whose parents are willing to let us manage their child's asthma over the course of the study. What's the significance of the varicella vaccine? Is you just don't want kids with chicken pox coming into the study center? or Yes, that's right. And, and because we are going to be using medications, we don't want to put them at risk for possibly developing varicella uh, infection with complications. Ah. Now, somebody qualifies for the study and they're ready to begin. What's the study protocol? The study protocol consists of a pre-screening visit, and that's where we ascertain their skin test status, their ability to perform spirometry. We collect a blood sample so that we can look and see what their total serum IgE level is, and we gather some information from the family regarding the child's asthma symptoms, their need for hospitalizations and emergency room visits, and contact information. At that point, if it's deemed that they're eligible, then they return for a visit where they see a physician, and the physician takes a medical history, performs a physical examination, and issues a treatment plan for that child. And then subsequent to that, they would come back to the study center and hopefully be randomized either to the treatment arm or the placebo arm of the study. And then the treatment arm consists of? The treatment arm consists of receiving the anti-IgE therapy along with asthma specialty care, which includes basic asthma education. The placebo arm includes the very same thing but without the Zolaire, without the anti-IgE. So all the children in the study receive asthma specialty care from an asthma specialist along with basic asthma education. And that would include uh, maximum medical therapy or they're not restricted from taking any particular medications, are they? Uh, Well, we prescribe the medications Mm -hmm. uh, for the uh, child based upon guidelines that we are using to determine what dose of medication they might need, what types of medication they might need, and also what their insurance would pay for medication-wise so that they don't have to incur any out-of-pocket expenses. So medications are not being supplied as part of the study? Correct. The only medication that is supplied as part of the study is the Zolaire. Just because you mentioned, again, the Varivax chickenpox immunization, does Zolaire itself suppress immunity? I didn't think it did. But That's a great question. No, it does not suppress immunity. So it's more in case the child needed prednisone you wanted to know about? I'm trying to figure out. Yes. As a pediatrician, the Varivax, I thought, was an interesting requirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, the schools require it anyhow. So. Yes, absolutely what you said. It's in the event that child requires prednisone. I'd like to thank Dr. Jacqueline Pungrasik, who has been our guest for this intriguing discussion of the NIH Inner City Anti-IgE Therapy for Asthma Study. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and enjoy our on-demand and podcast features, which gives you access to our entire program library. Thanks for listening. I wish you good day and good health.